get any of my intro? Do you want my computer? No, Okay. We'll push record <laughs> as I am. Let's do this. I know, right? All right. So we are here at Stony Point High School. Yes, I'm talking to a graduate of John R. Wooden High School named Shady Rodriguez, right? Yes. yes? All right, right, so let's clap you in. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> um, so, all right, so you are over here at Stony Point. You did not go to high school here. No. But everybody who, like, loved you and mentored you and kept you held safe over at Stony Point, except for the principal over there. Over it, I mean, Wooden. over at Wooden yes, is now Wooden. over here at Stony yes, Point. Over here. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, I love these valley schools. They're so yes. just, it's like you can just kind of drive through the valley and feel love. <laughs> because, I agree. Right? Yes, I agree. Oh, I agree to yay. That. <laughs> All right. So, um, and what are you doing here? Um, like, are you you're assisting or I getting? Am, I'm getting situated at the moment. Yeah. Um, I recently enrolled back to college, and here I go. My career starts from here. Yay! Where are you going, Pierce? Pierce. Yes. Okay. And had you gone there before? No. It okay. would be my first year assisting Pierce. Okay. Or attending Pierce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Assisting here, uh, attending, attending there. Pierce, yeah. Yay. What are you going to study? Administration of Justice. Very nice. Why are you interested in that? Um, when I and was... And where, where does that lead you? Like, what's the end road to studying that in your mind? It would be, like, CSI. Um, towards the middle of the road, um, it would be, like, a PO officer. Okay. And um, due to the point where... P.O. Probation parole. officer. Pro okay, yes, probation. Yes, due to um, me wanting to help others, um, give them that extra boost of confidence that they can get back on track, you know, and um, prove to... I would like them to prove to themselves that they're capable of doing what they didn't think they were um, due to that. It also happened to me when... I was going through a very hard time. Ding, ding, ding. Yes. Here we are. Well, and that is, so, and that's a that's a bachelor's degree, right? Like, yes. that's yeah. a road. Yes. You're on a road. Yes. I'm back on that road. Yes. Whoa. Is that, like, hard to believe? Or was that? Yes, I'm going to tell you why. Um. <laughs> <laughs> In stories from school. Yes. Here we are. Right. We're on it. Yes. <laughs> Um, and you can go back as far as feels natural. Like sometimes I I set kids up to talk about where they had good footing, mm -hmm. and like where so we where it Shady, all started off. Yeah, and and off okay. right. Like Shady and I were talking about how the seventy five percent of students roughly make it through the normal chain of going to yeah like in the public school realm yes. right and then there's 25 percent that just somehow deviate off and end up at um continuation high schools or wherever and i love those stories because i think there's a setup that you know if you're not a 75 percenter 
then you've failed. And really what I think ends up happening is quite the opposite. And yeah, so, um, so that's why I'm interested in your story. And from there, go. Okay, so <laughs> everything began. I'm not exact. I'm not like similar to the years. How how old are you now? Right now, I'm currently 22. Okay, so it's been a couple years back. Um, everything started um, where I was originally raised from, which was Los Angeles, California. Um, I grew up there. And where is that? Is that like like downtown? Just downtown area? LA. Yes, downtown okay. LA. Mm-hmm. Um. I was raised there, but uh, I went to high school there and stuff. But you know, were you born there? Yes, I was born. Got it. I was, um, I was born there, raised there, and going back and forth from there. So okay. um, But going back to the subject, um, I went to a high school called Belmont High School. Mind you, um, I was I took the decision to. Um, hang around with the wrong folks. And uh, how were you in grade school and middle school? Were you? Um, I was all right. Mm-hmm. I can't say I was an A student because I wasn't an A student. I was all right. Um, but when I got to high school, you know, that's when everything just when everybody just starts like ditching school and doing inappropriate stuff. Um, I didn't have the mindset that I was supposed to have at that age. Like, I was just like, I don't care. Um, like, high school's not going to do anything for me and all of that. Like, it was Well, just, and usually kids don't get that mindset just for fun. Yeah. It's proven to them to be true. Yes. Based on either watching others go through it um or feeling wronged themselves yourself yes in um, some way so i'm wondering well i grew up with well around people not in high school but around people that like, they didn't graduate high school mm-hmm. um so i didn't find it necessary because they had a good job going on they had their life already built so i was like i don't need to mm. so why am i here so and that's when my mindset started. So I was like, I don't need to go to, I don't need to be in class, this and that. But I would enter the campus, due to due to the point where we used to live in the front of the high school, and uh, my mom would see me. So I was like, let's go in, and then we'll go, we'll leave. And school never told your mom that you weren't showing up. Um, her number wasn't on file. I didn't put it in the file. And that's weird. Yeah, I didn't put it in the file. Um, she wasn't aware of it. She would always ask. And I was like, nah, I'm doing good, this and that. Oh, my God. I would hide my grades from her. It was just like. that. that in my opinion, that should not even be possible. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. The school should have had her number. Yeah. Well, they had my sisters, but. Um, oh, my God. Look at the depths to which you were trying to not even keep her yeah. involved. And then she So as you were going in, you already had a plan to keep her out. Yes. How come? Um like did you walk in the door going like I'm I'm not going to be a part of it? Technically, yes. That's Technically, yes. Funny. But um so there you are 14 already going like fuck this. Yeah. Until my sister found out, and 
Um, Your older sister? My older sister, yes. Was she, she the example that you were looking at, though, who didn't go to high school? No. No, no, no. I was looking at, like, family friends. Okay. Yeah, that they didn't go to high school. My sister did go to high school. Okay. Yeah, she did attend high school, so. And did your family friends know that you were looking at them? No. Was anyone saying to you vis-a-vis? No, I would just observe and went on. Make your own decision. Yes. <laughs> Basically. Um, so then that happened. And you probably didn't know how hard they worked or whether or not they no. would have recommended that or any of that. Nope, you just, all. you were just I like, how like, can I take that? Oh my God. Was your life hard at that moment though? Your freshman year? Like, were you coping without knowing? You know what I mean? Mm. Like, were you like, I can't because I can't or I can't because I'm going to get away with it. Exactly. I can't I can't because I'm going to get away with it. Okay. Yeah, but there's a point where I didn't. And um, everything changed from there because um, my mom found out and she had a conversation with me. And I felt bad because that's not what she wanted for me. Uh, Right. Exactly. She didn't want that for me. So I felt bad. So I started going to my classes. By when? When it, like, what's the damage? By like the end of sophomore. Oh my God. Yeah. Like sophomore year. Sophomore or junior? Sophomore or junior around there. That's a long time. Mm -hmm. What was the damage? I just wasn't going to graduate. Okay. Did you have any grades? Like were you an actual... Sophomore, <laughs> or were you just no, an I aged wasn't considered, girl, I was just sophomore. An aged girl? Sophomore, <laughs> yeah. Wasn't, based on grades, I was not I was still a freshman. Now, truly, like the school should have put a stop to that. Yeah, that is on the school. They had a student who was flunking, and the intervention should have happened like freaking at Christmas, your freshman year. Yeah, but it didn't happen. So why though? I were you that good? Were you that crafty? Were I mean, no, you had that grade. They also dealt with many other students. Oh, the seventy-five percenters that were doing just fine. You mean? Yeah. Mm. So (laughs) look at me being bratty about it. (laughs) Like, did you not see the twenty-five percenter? They probably, they probably just are like, eh, they'll end up leaving. Eh. Yeah, going they'll to end up school. not be if we don't pay attention Dropping out. they'll end up falling away and we won't have to do anything yeah most my assumption i could be wrong but um so go on okay so and then from there your mom's pissed you're in at belmont you're 15 yes um prior to that are you already hanging around the people that you knew you shouldn't but you did but i did what, were the, what was um, mind that? Mind you, they would tell me, go to class, do The this. bad people? Yeah. Oh, no. They would tell me, like, Are we talking this gang? is not good for you. No. Okay. I'm talking about, like, well, not really gang. Like, it was just, like, little cliques here and there. Yeah. No, Clique. I mean, Issa, like, gang is what I'm wondering. Um, No, it was just, like, a graffiti crew. Oh. Yeah. Oh. But, the, <laughs> but in school, oh. if you did graffiti, <laughs> you were considered... A in a gang, but they but don't know. That's no, not. It's a crew. It's not a gang. Yeah. yeah. So it was just like a graffiti crew. 
and like they just did you guys have a name um we did i currently don't remember the name it was seven years ago yeah i don't remember the name what'd you write um i wasn't in charge of that i was just in charge of like lookouts and stuff okay got it that's when um i started meeting people and stuff and when i was now how were you allowed out at night I'll just tell my mom I was with friends. My mom never met them. You guys. Moms. Moms. Actually, I'm a mom who didn't know Mind half you, the shit my daughter did. So. She, at this point, she was like, she was still thinking I was doing good. She thought you were doing well in school. Yeah, she, so. she was like, I'm doing a good job. Why would I bother? Yeah. But She's she, a sweet little girl going to a sleepover. Yeah, but when she found out, everything changed. Okay. But um, throughout this whole process, like, my mom was with diabetes and stuff. Okay. Um, so, well, she had diabetes her whole life. So, it was kind of difficult, you know? And um, there was a point in 2015 where she started getting really sick. But um, How old were you then? So, that was 15. same time. Yes. Okay. Were you born in 20? 2000. 20. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There we go. That's right, 22. Yeah. Yeah, all that. So, um, she started getting sick, and she, mind you, she was a hardworking lady, like, every day. Of course. She was always working. Um, when I was younger, like, I didn't Single need mom. anything. No. She was with my father. Okay, great. Um, like, I never needed anything. Like, I was a spoiled one, if mm-hmm. that's how you want to call it. Were you the baby? Yes. Okay. I was the baby. Um... So she started getting really sick until we got to one day where she calls me and she tells me to come help her finish her job. She used to work at um, Macy's right there in um, Igorok. Igorok Plaza, there's the Macy's. Um, she used to work for uh, cleaning. She would clean everything. So um, At night? Day, night, either or. Mm-hmm. Mainly, mainly days. No. Night and she'll come out like at ten. <coughs> so um, <clears throat> there's a point where she tells me to come help her finish because she couldn't see, and it was out of the blue. She would always drink her teas and everything. She was always on top of her medication till she lost her vision, mm-hmm. and from there everything went downhill. Um, she started getting sad. That Getting she couldn't see. Sad. sad. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. That she couldn't see. Me and my father did everything there was possible. We went to um like an like to a natural medication person, the person that mm-hmm. like, like a homeopathic tried, yeah, or something. Mm-hmm. To help her out and um it was working at the beginning, but then it started getting worse and she just gave up. She gave up. She was like, well, I can still see a little bit, but I can't see the same. So we would go on walks, and, like, she would point out, oh, is that the moon? Is that this and that? And we would tell her, yeah. Um, but I guess she got into a depression because um, she couldn't see her, her grandkids based on my sister's side. So I guess that started hitting her, and... Um, and she wasn't being treated by a medical doctor. Um, at this point, she was, but 
they didn't know what had caused it. Okay. So isn't that a thing about diabetes though? Yeah. Like isn't that a part of diabetes to have yes. your blind or your vision? Yes. It is. But sometimes it's curable and sometimes it's not. Got it. And in her case, it wasn't curable. Well, they said it was, but at the end, it turned out that it wasn't because it was getting um, worse um, faster than we thought. Okay. So then, like, she gave up on it. She was like, okay, like, as long as I'm still here. Gave up on what? On, On, like... Trying to fix it, you mean? Trying to fix her vision, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, me and my mom would always argue. I was... I was just, like, a rebellious person, so... Mm-hmm. Um, me and her would ar- always argue. And she would go out on walks with my dad, so... I would just stay home, like, mad. Mm-hmm. Until it got to a point where... She wouldn't even want to... My, mind you, my dad would cook for her. My dad would take care of her, would shower her, would give her her necessities, her hygiene. Um, I have respect for that guy more than I... Imagined, you know, because there's people where they don't assist their um, their partner, but um, he did, and I respect him for that. Until now, he's still living out there, thriving. Nice. But um, I had good communication with him when I um, decided to leave the state because it just got to me. But before I left the state, um, my mom. Mind you, she had high blood pressure and all that. Like, it was already coming down on her due to her getting into depression. Okay. And she wasn't taking medicine for that? No. Mm. No, because they never thought it was that. They they just thought, like, oh, like, she's coping with it. Like, it's normal. Stress-induced. Yeah. That kind of thing, yes. right? Yes, but they didn't want to, like, give her medication because it wasn't officially declared that. So... Um, she's like, all she needs to do is like go on walks to hype her up and stuff. But deeply, it wasn't like that. Right. Because I saw it from the point where it started to where it ended, mm-hmm. unfortunately. So um, we went to a different type of doctors and it just wasn't helping. And that's when she had officially given up. She didn't want to eat. Mm, it got really bad for her and uh, we still had hope um but before that she talked to my brother and I would still go to school at this time but when I got home like all I would get home we would go to doctors we would just search for something but it just didn't work and there's there's this day where she talked to my brother I came home from school at 4 30 and uh, she usually hugs me, kiss me. Oh, how was your day? No, but mommy, no, the usual. So um, she would tell me that, and um, it got to a point where she said, "Oh, I talked to your brother. He's doing fine, and um, I'm really happy for him, you know." And then at 5:30, that's when everything happened. She started feeling nauseous. Her head was hurting, like she was crying that it was hurting. Um, then again, after that, after the nauseousness, she started throwing up. Mind you, she still had um, like strength to pick herself up. But there was a point where she didn't have no more strength. So I was like, okay, what's going on here? 
And I told her, do you want to throw up? She said, yeah. So I got her up and uh, we went ahead and she did her business. And like, that's when I felt her like, it's not okay. Like her body was way too loose. And after that, I was like, do you want to go to the hospital? And she said, no, I'm fine. And I was like, no, you're not. Like, let's go to the hospital. Like, I'm just going to call him just so you can get checked out. She's like, no, I'm okay. Like, I want to be home. So I was like, okay. So then I waited for like five minutes or ten. That's ten minutes. And when I get up and I look at her, because I was sitting down, I get up and I look at her. Like, she wasn't there. Like, she was, like, if she was sleeping. But when I would shake her, it would take long for her to react. So I was like, no, I'm going to call somebody. Mm -hmm. So when I called the, when I called 911, um, they got to the house and they brought the chair up. And they put, they checked the vital signs and everything. And they told me that she had gotten a stroke. So then I was like, why didn't she want to go to the doctor? But when everything started summing up that day, a week before, she told me and my sister, something, I dreamed about something that's going to happen and you guys need to be prepared. Whoa. And I asked her, what do you mean? What is it? And she said, nothing, just forget about it. Just be strong and be prepared. Then this happened. And many people don't think my story is believable, but it's just how it happened. Because right. they're like, oh, You're she's like, probably telling I, a story, like, whatever yeah. their story, you know? But many people don't believe it. And what's well, what happened. And when everything happened, well, they didn't believe me because I would tell it like nothing. You know, but I was numbed. Right. So it came, out, it came up to a time where I started talking about it like right now and like I was just tearing up and I didn't even notice it till one day they told me you're you're feeling it like you're no longer you're like your your mind is processing, processing it, it finally yeah and I was like yes because I wouldn't cry before yeah and now it feels heavier than how I used to feel so then um like I started coping with it and once I'm coped with it now it's a lot easier to talk about um and it was just really hard because once that whole process happened when the like the ambulance came and they told me that um she had a stroke um we went to the hospital mind you i was already driving at that time <laughs> legally or not um no not legally because uh -huh. my dad was with me at in that side so um, I was already driving at that time, and I was going to drive to the hospital, but they told me to go with my mom in the ambulance. In the ambulance. Yeah. That's nice. So when we were in the ambulance, I noticed that they injected her something. And I was like, what is that? And the guy said, it's to get her heart pumping Adrenaline. again. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wait, so her heart's not pumping anymore. And he's like, um, it had stopped for a couple seconds, but we had we got it going. But at that point, 
I wasn't thinking straight. I like I was numb. Like it was so much to handle. Yeah. So Yeah, we're not we're not like programmed to handle mm-hmm. that kind of no, information at that age yes. or anything. Exactly. And your mom had already laid the groundwork for you to be strong and you're you're like, but I don't know why, I, but I, I was 15 at this time, you know? Totally. Like, I'm as strong as I can be. What's strong? Yeah. <laughs> right. So that happened, and uh, they told us, oh, it's going to take half an hour to an hour for you to see here. And I was like, why so much? She said, it's because we have to run some tests, and we have to get her stable. And I was like, okay, like, I understood that. But I, I still had hope that she was still good. Yeah. And when they let us and go. And they did, too, I'm sure. Yes, when they let us go in to see her, me and my father, they said, no, only you first. And I was like, okay. So then I went in, and I was there with a doctor. And the doctor looked at me, and I saw my mom, and she was intubated. So I was like, okay, this is not good. You never picture your mom like that. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, this is not good. So the doctor said, I wanted you to come in first. Because so you can see and help your dad cope with it because he also had diabetes or he also has diabetes and it's going to be a strong hit for him. How did they know this? Um, I don't know. Like the doctor just was spot on. Okay. Which I appreciate it because he really helped me. So when he said that, it's like, okay, I need to get strength from somewhere. Mind you, I still had a lot of hope that... She was going to wake up. Yeah. But it uh, it was difficult. And he told me, tomorrow you guys are going to see somebody that's going to try and and drain her the blood that went to her brain. Because when she got there, the left Stroke. side of her brain was full of blood. Okay. And it was passing to her right side. Okay. So they said... Um, tomorrow a surgeon's gonna come tomorrow morning a surgeon's gonna come and you guys are going to speak to him to see if they can draw the blood out through a through the main vein that's connected to the heart whoa and I was like Jesus okay what hospital was this um it was Good Samaritan okay down in um downtown downtown LA so I was like okay like that's understandable so then my dad came in. He said, okay, are you ready? Because we're going to let your father come in. I was like, okay. Mind you, they've been together since my mom was 13. My father was 14. Oh, my God. Yes, exactly. So I was like, okay, I'm ready. So How he can walked you in. be? I know. So he walked in and he said, why is she like this? And the doctor started explaining and I told him, hold on. Let me explain to him. Um, Does your dad speak English? No, he speaks Spanish. Okay. But the doctor That's spoke Spanish too. As well. Oh, yeah, very good. So I was like, no, like, let me explain to him. I want to explain to him what you told me. Yeah. Um, And he's like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, because I want, this is already personal. So let me explain to him. So I explained to him and he said, okay, we'll wait for tomorrow. We didn't go home. We slept there. Yeah. And he told me, you got to go to school. And I said, no, I'm not going to school. 
And he said, okay, just for today. So <laughs> she just eye rolled. Yeah. <laughs> so then just for today. And I was like, oh, Jesus. Okay. And then the everyone's mom, in denial. Yeah. <laughs> so then at this point, we, yeah, really, we were, um, the doctor that we were supposed to see comes in and, um, she already had like MRIs done and stuff. And the doctor comes in and he said, it's already too late because the blood that was processing into her right side was moved quicker than what we could anticipated. get to. Uh-huh. And I was like, but there's kind nothing like else you can do. Blood, in, like literally bled into her brain. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess when the stroke was happening, one of her blood vessels popped mm-hmm. in her brain and it just and that's how it happened. drained yeah. in there. Yeah. So... I was like, but there's nothing else you can do. Mind you, I was telling my dad at this point at the same time. And he's like, but there's nothing else you guys can do? Like something? They're like, no, because her brain is already getting swollen and is trying to find a way through her spine. And I was like, but there's been worse situations that you guys have had hope on or have. Yeah. Have witnessed. Yeah. And they're like, okay, like, let's see what we can do. Like, I'll look into it more. And I was like, please do. And then the day after, they took us into a private room. Um, a four-walled private room. It's really small. My sister was there at this point. Um, She's been there since they took her in the first time. But um, I just didn't, like... I kept her informed, but not that much informed because she still had to manage her kids going to school. Mind you, she had to drive all the way up here to the valley. So I didn't. You guys had moved? Um, She lived up here in the valley. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. We lived down there um, in 3rd and Loma, okay. right in front of that school, well, right in front of my high school when all this was happening. So, um,. After that, I told her when it really got serious. I told her, you know what? Um, these last p- couple couple days, the doctors told us that it's something serious. And she was like, why didn't you tell me before? And well, we interacted and she understood. But when we were in this, in this room, the surgeon, the president of the hospital had came in. Whoa. And I was like, okay, this is more serious. Now, because the president of the hospital is You're getting all the attention you possibly could. Yes. Yeah. I knew that all the doctors had looked at it. All the nurses have had looked at it as well. You know, they had a conference. Yeah. The president of the hospital was there. Right. And the president of, the, um, of that night shift was there. And also, mind you, the this meeting happened, yeah, like at night, like at nighttime. Okay. Because they were waiting for everybody to come in because the other, the surgeon um, had another, had another procedure to go through before he came down here and before he saw everything. Um, So then we had that meeting and he said, I'm sorry, but there's nothing we can do. And my dad's all like, obviously in motive of panicking and everything, he's like, but she needs her mom. I'm her father. She's her mom. 
she needs her mom more than me. Ugh. So there's no way that you guys can take her from us. Take well that as well. But he said there's no way that you guys can implant my brain into her. You know? Oh my! Oh oh my yeah. God! What a brilliant question! Yes, he said that. Whoa! I was like, no, like, that, how can you say that? <laughs> it's impossible currently, yes, but impossible. that's such a beautiful sentiment. Yeah. And oh my God! Because you can do it with other organs, mm-hmm. you know. But in, oh! But in the moment of panicking, he did just crossed his head, and and they said, no, unfortunately, we can't. So they said. That is so sweet. Yeah. And once it got really real to him, because we were on him, we were all in shock. We didn't know how to process it. But um, I was standing strong for, strong for him. Mind you, um, they told us to get everybody together mm-hmm. to start saying goodbye. Mm-hmm. And I was in charge of that. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, I was in charge of that. I was in charge of telling my dad everything the doctors were saying. I saw her tests. I saw how her brain looked, like, in the test. Um, the nurses spoke to me. Um, they told me, I'm really sorry you are the one doing this. And uh, I said, no, I'm fine. Mind you, I didn't cry when I was in the hospital. Yeah. At all. At all, till. Um, it was time for us to say goodbye. I grabbed their hand and and my cousin had walked in at that moment and I just bursted. Like I looked at her and she just gave me this look and I bursted. And I was like, no, like this cannot be. Like <laughs> mom said, I had to be strong. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, like she's gonna get up. Like she needs oh, to get you up. Were, oh, got you. Uh, like that's when everything was assimilating like everything just boom like just <sighs> vanished into me and and it was really hard but i cried i let everything out my father wasn't there and when it was time for him i was there but i didn't cry yeah because you had gotten it out because i had to i wanted to cry all that time but i had to hold strong for him uh-huh so I managed not to cry. I said, no, everything's... At that point, I changed my mind to, to everything's going to be fine. Ah! To get you through it. To get me through it. And I told my dad that we tried everything there was. We went through We went through doctors. We went through the president. And, and there was nothing. And he was accepting it. But he's like, I need to step out. So he went and took his... But your mom was time. not dead yet, right? She was, by the state of California, she was considered... um, Brain dead? Brain dead, yes. So we were at that time... Because then you had to make a choice of what to do, like unplug or... Yes. um, Yeah, I did have to make that choice. And it was the hardest choice of my life. And I detained it for like a week. Because you know how you have like... Um, your nerve system in your body and you have like reflect like reflections mm-hmm. well her feet would still move yeah so me as a kid that's my hope that she's still here she yeah. hears me her soul may be even present but not her brain not her physically yeah and i ordered her to get brain like tests on her brain her oxygen brain i was like no she has to breathe like she has to there has to be some movement 
and they did that in front of me and another was not so this is amazing i was like that they were so like with you they were they were my sister my older sister was there but the doctors considered me for everything amazing so i was actually happy that they did because i was there every step of the way since 5 30 to the time being then the next day came to go to school and i went to school and i talked on my dad there's no updates Mind you, I went with my mindset that I'm going to go home and they're going to tell me good news. Uh. And I called them and they said, no, she's still on a veggie state. Yeah. And I was like, that cannot be because her reflections, like she moved yesterday. She said, yeah, but with the test, there's nothing. Yeah. And that's when I started assuming the fact where I really need to make a decision. So I had my niece and my nephew going to see her. Ali told them she's really sick. Um, and she she tried her very best and fought through it, but there's nothing that can be done. They're small, obviously. They cried. Um, their time being, but um, they didn't know what it really was till um years passed by and. We, st- we still kept talking about mom, and they would ask about her. They would ask me about her, and it was like, she's with your sister. Because I have a niece that didn't make it. Uh. So um, she died inside my sister's stomach. She passed. Okay. Um, so they understood, oh, she's with sister. Like, they're happy, this and that. Mind you, my nephew, I think, if I'm not mistaken, saw them together. <gasps> Saw them together. Full body goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Saw them together. Where? How do you know? Um, he said he dram that he saw his grandma. With so sister. that gave me, yeah. So that gave me like a permission. Not permission, but like, um, she like affirming oh, that okay. she is okay. Now this was this before you. You had to make a choice or no, after? This was after. Got it. Um, going back to that, um, they went home that day that they had to say goodbye. They went home and they were asking and all that, but it was too late. Um, I got my mom, my uncles, my aunts all together in the hospital and I explained and I told them that. You had to have been This is the decision. Yeah. Like, this is the decision I'm going to have to take. Mm. Because I've tried all the tests. I asked for every single test to be retaken. And there's nothing. I don't want to let her go. But I'm not going to keep her. Because prior to this, my nephew, when he was two months old... He had open heart surgery. Holy cow. And my mom saw him all intubated and he said, she said, I never want to be intubated in my life. Oh my oh my and God. Were, <laughs> you remembered this? Yeah. Oh my God. And if I were ever to be intubated, let me go. Holy shit. So then I remembered and I told my sister. I was like, this is what mom told me and or told us. 
Now I'm gonna respect it. Even though I don't want to, I'm going to respect it. So she's like, okay, this is your decision. Oh my God. It's a family decision. Yeah, but it was more like you make the final decision. Somebody has to, so let's let it be you. Yeah. Um, They didn't mean it like in a bad way. Okay. She meant it in a good way because she wasn't really at home. She was living in the valley so she yeah. didn't consider herself as much as being at home yeah like i would always be at home right with her so she's like you have the right to con- to make this decision because and you your dad is incapable and that's not his yes, job yeah that, yes exactly so got it um from 5 30 she's like you were there from 5 30 to now and you fought through it and you haven't cried what you're supposed to cry um, you managed to talk to dad. You managed to talk to me. You managed to make dad understand. And I was like, because I had to. I didn't want to. I had to. So in this process of pain, numbness, and shock, I told the doctors, okay, this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And they said, okay. Tomorrow, in th- we're going to give you guys one more day. Tomorrow in the morning, we're going to disconnect her. So, I was there till they got there. And they said, are you ready? And you said. I said. Peace out. <laughs> yes, exactly. But I told them, yes, go ahead. And I grabbed her hand. And I just said, I'm sorry. Um. And be, when they started re- turning off the machines and everything, I said, hold on. Let me step out. I couldn't be there. Yeah, you knew. <sighs> yeah, I couldn't be there. And um, Do you know what hospice says? The ho- Do you know what hospice is? It's end-of-life treatment. It's, the, it's a whole system of end-of-life treatment. And they will... They, they have witnessed so many people passing and they there's an understanding that um people in your mom's situation will wait for the people who need to be in the room before they die or and if you're not in the room they didn't need you there to die that is they they're like they will they'll wait for people to travel Without being even aware, they wait. And um, so, I'm just telling you that. Yeah. I felt like that was it. So, I walked out. And before I walked out, I grabbed her hand again and I said, I'm sorry. Because I couldn't be there. Mm -hmm. And... uh, Um, when everything was done, my sister whispered in her ear and told her, it's okay to go. She's going to be okay. And a tear came out of her right eye. Oh my gosh. And I was like, okay, she knows. Huzzah. She knows. And my dad came in 
after because he went to go get me. My dad came in after. And that's when he assimilated that she was gone. Uh-huh. And he hugged her really tight. He cried, obviously. But Did he, they unintubate her? Uh, yes. At this point, he, she was unintubated. Just peacefully her. Um, No, my sister was there. No, but what I mean is she didn't have equipment yes. on her and stuff. Yeah, just peacefully her. Um, And he entered into shock that he just, for five seconds, he didn't recognize me. Um, He said, what's going on? Um, Who are you? And I said, it's me, your daughter. This is mom. And he said, yeah, I know that's mom. But who are you? Like, he spaced out. And the doctor said that that's normal Ah. due to the shock that he had. The traumatic shock that he had just to give him his time. So I said, okay. And I gave him his time. We walked out of the room. And then um, from there, they told me, get all your paperwork ready for the the funeral home and stuff. And they said, um, we're going to declare her dead at 11.23 in the morning. I said, okay. So, August 27, at 11.23 in the morning. That's what year? 2016. This happened August. I was still 15 at this point. My birthday was September 25th. That's okay. So... I was like, is this supposed to be my gift? Like, I don't know. Uh-huh. At that point, I was still like questioning myself, you know? I was like, is this supposed to be my gift? And my sister said, no. It's the way God chose it to be. God has a purpose for you. God didn't give you as much strength as he did to go through everything, to explain, to make us understand, to make that decision and to see your mom like that. Yeah. It, as nothing. a waste. Yeah. Yes. For nothing. So then we got the ceremony started. We cremated her. We, ex- we, ex- we let go of her in the sea of Newport. Uh-huh. That's what she wanted. She said, hey, whenever I die, I want to be cremated and let go on the beach. Mind you, it was windy that day. <laughs> And her method was every time, well, once you throw my ashes, every time you feel the wind, I'm going to be there. Because my ashes did not sit. They didn't sit. So every time you need a hug, every time you want me to be with you, every time you want to feel me. Go to the beach. (laughs) No, um, she said, I'll be with you. Because when you let me go, the wind hit and took a part of me. Which is true, because when we threw her down, the wind hit and it just, just saw her. Did it. Yeah. Amazing. So her method was like, I'm I'm in the wind. Yeah. So whenever you need a hug or you need me to be there, I'm going to be there. Because I'm never going to sit, you know? So that's how I understood it. And that's how I kept it in my head and that's what i told the kids so that kind of comfort them a little right 
Not as much as I wish it did, <laughs> but it comforts them a little. And um, after that, we moved with my sister to the valley. To the valley. Oh. You and your dad? Yes. Mm-hmm. He's, she said, you guys can't be here anymore. Um, it's going to hurt you guys to the apartment where we used to live at in yeah. Third and Loma. Yeah. But then we moved up here to Sadequay, Winnetka. Um, we had walking distance from Wooden and Cleveland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, we came up here. It was kind of difficult for us to cope with it. Um, yeah, we had issues like every other family, but we were able to get things through. And my sister said, "It's time for you to go back to school." So that's when everything started all over again. Uh huh. Because I wasn't ready. But I didn't I didn't say, oh, I'm not ready. I said, okay. I just went on with yeah. going on with the day. Yeah. Whatever happens, happens. Ugh. Throughout that day. Or throughout the days, you know? Numb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know. I just didn't. I was really numb. Um, so then I enrolled to Cleveland. I spoke to the dean in Cleveland. And uh, she told me that I wasn't going to graduate on time. Right. And that's not what <laughs> I wanted because when my mom passed, August twenty seventh, my it's like if my, like if my life just changed in a, of a snap like a snap in, like if you're snapping your fingers, like right? It just changed. I say life can turn on a dime. It's like yeah, it can, and and that's what happened because I lived it. Yeah, and um, it's true. Life can change one day to another. You know, and um, I they told me I wasn't going to graduate on time, and I said, no, I want to graduate on time. Uh-huh. And then <laughs> from there, I was like, no. I, I have to catch up two yeah. years, but. <laughs> yeah, I have to catch up, but I'm going to catch up. And that's when I had John R. Wooden as an option. I had Stony Point as an option. Okay. And many other ones, Aguilar, all of that. I said no. Thing gray. Yeah. yeah. And I'll say, I'll go to wedding. Uh-huh. And I chose wedding. Uh-huh. And as soon as I put a feet in there, it was just, it felt really welcoming. Um, very comfortable. All the murals. All, all the murals, the yeah. <laughs> um, Miss Monica. Yeah. So as said. soon as I walked into the office, I felt very, very welcomed. The first one that welcomed me was Miss Monica. Yeah. And to this who's day. Who's now here at Sony Point. Here. Yeah. <laughs> to this day, she's very welcoming. She always says, good morning, mi rayita sol. And it just puts a smile on my face. <laughs> and um, it's like, I couldn't start the day any better, you know? Right. And then from there, I go hugging Miss Jepson. And she's like, good morning. She, She's always so energetic, so happy. And it just changes your whole mood. Like, it just makes it um, ten times better, you know? Yeah. So, um. And then from there, I met Miss Novak, and then we did all the paperwork, blah, 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 in a process. Um, so my first day, I met Miss Jepson. And then she was really sweet, really nice, very, it's just, I don't know how to explain to her, but she's explained to you, but she just made me feel at home. Everybody made me feel at home there, Miss Darning, Miss Soto. Right, Mr. yeah. Mr. S. <laughs> um, they're like, you're here? You have a mission? Yeah. Let's go. 
Right? And um, I mean, everybody was there for a purpose, but everybody took their own time. Yeah. But in my head, I was like, I don't got time. I got to catch up two years that I just lost. Oh, my god! I got to put myself to work. So then there was programs that John would have provided. Mm-hmm. When I first got there, there was just SRLA and Girls Boat Delay. And leadership. SRLA is Students Run Students Run yeah. Yes, ma'am. That was so barbs. It was just, it was just there. It was just those three there. Then a couple months passed, and um, off the gra- off the wall graffiti came in. Yay! And um, <laughs> I'm so glad you remember because yeah. I'm like, I don't. I did we? Yeah, a couple months. A couple months. I might have been bald then. Later. Or. Like two months, or I think you were already there. I'm not. Well, yeah, like I've been there since months. like yeah. 13 or something, but yeah. on and off. So, yeah. yeah. So then, um, also, uh, what's it called? Making movies that matter. Right. But the first program I joined was Student Resort LA. I found that as a distraction. The running? Yes. Uh-huh. The running, the training, the going out on trails. Um, going on top to the Valley Circle, Top of Reseda, um, just running around the block there at, at John R. Wooden. Yeah. I found it as a distraction. And when they told me what was the purpose of SRLA, I was like, I'm not running a fucking marathon. <laughs> 26.2 miles, like, I'm not running it. Like, right. Right. And then I kept on with the training. And Miss Dining, Miss J say, try it out. If you don't like it, you're free to step out. Like, it was never like, you know, like you need to stay there. No. Um, try it out. You'll like it. And mind you, I started liking it, you know. I started going out. That's crazy. Training and doing stuff. And next thing you know, in the month of March, I'm running a 26.2 mile. No. And yes. And 2000, I ran the 2017 one. Okay. Mind you, I'm out there at like four or five o'clock in the morning dodger stadium like ready to go training um warming up and there i am running the marathon from <sighs> dodger stadium to the santa monica pier and that's John wonderful helped helped me see another side of me and show me what i'm capable of doing when i put my head into it amazing and when i when i love things when i feel comfortable in things um when I feel safe. Yeah. Because that's what John R. Wooden made Provided. me feel. It made me feel comfortable, safe. Um, like if I was at home. And um, Did Belmont not be able to do that? I feel like it was a really big campus that the principals were just in the office. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just people went there to study, to school, and that's it. Compared to John R. Wooden, they were always checking up on you, saying, hey, you okay? Um, you know, providing programs that gathered us as a school, that gave us a purpose as students at yeah. the school. Yeah. Not just for teachers, no. Um, teachers would have projects in mind that they can join, but we also help them out. For example, off the wall graffiti. Um, what do you remember? I have no memory of this, so tell me what happened. What did we do? <laughs> <laughs> um, you had us do the painting in that in Adam Miss Jepsen's classroom. Okay, keep going. The, and then you had us like 
in big canvases, you had us paint our own your own our, things. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our own things, and we hang them up. Yes, on the chain link over, fence yes, and stuff. Okay, John, our wooden. I remember. Um, I have pictures. We, we worked on the side of the office. Yes. Um, like you know, we're like that electrical box. Oh my gosh! Had. Yes, yes. Yes, we did you, that as well. Did you do? Okay, it's coming back to me. I do remember. Yeah, we did that as we well. We taped it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we did that. We did in front of the window, like where my. That's right. Was, yeah. Oh, which it's now side. gone. Have you seen what no, we put I up have, there? No, I have not gone to John Arwood. What? No, not yet. What? Uh, this is. We had to get you there. Yeah, we are right? on the slow. Okay, so when did you graduate? 2018. So you made it. You did it. Yes. How um, the hell did you do that? How did you do that? Well, besides joining all the because mind you, I was in all the programs. I was in Students Run LA, Girls But LA, Off the Wall, Leadership, um, Making Movies That Matter. I got into everything. Girl. Into everything. If you had been um, that in high school, high school, you'd be at I'd like UCLA be, or something. Well, like I always <laughs> say, I ended up there for a reason. Re- well, of course you, you did. Know, there was a purpose for all that. And yeah, that's where I needed to be. That's what I totally. needed. You guys are what I needed, you know? Oh. Um, you guys are what, like, motivated. We fed it. Yes, yeah, we fed, fed you. You guys fed what I needed. We you fed guys. you, you. Mm-hmm. You yes, know what I mean? Like, yes. we just... Because I lost myself when I went through my mom's um, adversity. It was yeah. really hard for me. But when I got there, you guys had the tools to help me think about it in a positive, in a pos- in a positive way and flip my... In other words, flip my life, flip my perspective. Yeah. Because I had fallen into, into alcohol. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, I got the alcohol as a way out. I got the alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> that, that became my best friend. Oh, I'll bet you um, had a few conversations with some people over at Wooden about that. Um, Not no. really. No? It would just be like Miss J and Miss Monica because I'm, they know more of my life then because i got really close to them then um all the others okay but um each and one of them know a little bit of phrase of shady so yeah (laughs) (laughs) so um mostly of the time it was just miss j and miss monica okay Um, how did you so what happened with alcohol later or what is what's your relationship with it now now it's like well i left it for like Four years. No. Two to three years. And things in life happened that made me get it again. Cause I got Was this hurt. during the high school? No. I moved out of state at this time. But um, when did you move out of state? As soon as I graduated. High school? Yes. Okay. But before that, before that I wasn't drinking. When I was in John R. Wooden, I wasn't drinking at all. Uh-huh. I was just focused on my purpose and... Um, Mainly to what you guys what you guys provided for me and distracting me, um, I was able to accomplish. I finished because th- that's a system where it works by points. Yeah. So if you get seventy five points, that means you have completed a class. Yeah. And you get to continue with your next course, um, and they have like an honor roll and all of that. And um, mind you, I s- would score. There was once where I scored like one hundred and twelve points a week. Oh my gosh! Um, you were running a marathon, right? <laughs> um, mind you, I was like, not to like 
Humble you can brag. Humble brag. No, no, no. Yeah, humble brag. Like, um, I was always on a honor roll. Um, but mind you, like, it wouldn't be just for me, you know? Um, or just just because I made it, you know? Like, I had that little push by every single one of the teachers. Oh. Um, every single one of the persons that I've talked to. Um, they would tell me, did you turn in your work? You know, or have you done your work? Miss J, every time I would go to her, into her classroom and just... When I had her, she'd be like, did you do your work? Or after school, when I stopped by her classroom, oh, did you do your work today? I was like, yes. <sighs> and that I, helped. Yeah. Yeah, because I was able to see that somebody had hope in me. Oh, yeah. You know, somebody had that hope. Outside of your home. Outside of my home, you know, that they actually saw me with a purpose. They actually noticed me as the person that I was. So I was able to catch up. And graduated 2018. Amazing. Um, yes. And due to that, I have to do a big thank you to all the teachers there and, like, everybody that provided the program because off the wall graffiti. <laughs> I promise you, you guys, I have seated her with no, <laughs> like, I have not asked her to talk about us no, at no, all. Not at all. <laughs> um, off the wall graffiti and... Um, like move, making movies that matter. Like I didn't, I didn't know I had like a talent of, of like drawing and stuff. Until you said that everybody has a talent and everybody's art is different, and and you brought that out. You know, you <laughs> made me see like damn, like I do Yay. got something, you know. <laughs> and then making movies that matter. I never thought I would be acting in something. Like I never thought, I never thought I would film. You know, and. Believe there me, you but go. Kid you not, you're there. like I look good believe, on camera. <laughs> believe me or not, like we were there filming Girls by Delay. Girls by Delay brought a pro, uh, per, uh, part out of me that I didn't even know, which was like um, being able to stand up for for us, for us females, you know. Right? Did um, you? Did I design the T-shirt for that one? I know I've done it in the past. I, I just don't remember if it was for you guys. Well, I'm yeah. not 100 percent sure. I honestly forgot. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Good. Like every every program, every program helped me become who I am because I hit my low in 2016. I really hit it. Yeah, you did. You know, and and thanks to you guys, you guys came in at the right time to scoop me up, blow you back push. up, put that <laughs> blow the helium back into the balloon. Yes, exactly, and. Um, but then you moved. I moved out of state. Uh-huh. Um, just to yeah. go. Yeah, I moved out of state and just to go try it out because I had family and friends that were moving out there. And um, I was really close to that person at once, which was my best friend. Uh-huh. Um, but um, I moved out there and I was able to learn new construction. Um, I learned how to install, install flooring, demolition, um everything except electrician whoa you know? and i'm really come over to my house we're doing a lot of remodeling oh, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I'll be there. all by ourselves yeah. too i yes like demos, that's amazing like uh, like install flooring your like your wood bases uh painting um, all Girl. that and um i worked in that for about four years no three and a half holy cow yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, like around three and a half. And then I came out here. What was it? Were you like one of many girls or? Oh, yeah. There's a lot of girls out there doing 
roofing, caulking like the paint. That's amazing. Caulking the siding, oh, actually. You, I, okay, well, I'll get your digits. We, yeah. <laughs> I need to know about you. <laughs> I'll pay you to consult. <laughs> and um, that happened. And, so after and that. And you said you, you stopped talking to your dad at some point. At some point, yeah. Um, because he got into alcoholism, too. Right. And why not? He, well, but you know, yeah, yeah, you did it. We were all hurt, but he coped with it way worse than what I did, which is understandable because it was more than 10 years they were together. You're gonna tell me more than 10 years, it was uh, like 34 years, yeah, exactly. All of uh, his was like 57, and my dad was like 56, and they met at 13 and 14, 13 and 14, so it's like 34 years or more, if I'm not mistaken. Totally. But he felt very sorry for himself. Um, yeah, he felt like we felt all at some point that we didn't do enough. Mm-hmm. But I came up to a, a But your mom gave you all the the clues also for like Yeah, but I how didn't to think it was that. Be you, you, you it never crosses your mind. Yeah. You know, it especially that young, like you don't expect that. You yeah. do not expect that at all. Like yeah, especially that young, like that, you don't think about that. Like, oh my, no. I was going to die. Like, right. I got to get ready. Like, you never know. But she caught me off guard. She hella caught me off guard, even though she let me know a week after. I thought it was some like, oh, like, they're going to come looking for your brother or something. <laughs> right. Okay, You're like, all right, I'll be brother, strong, you know? whatever. <laughs> but not that. But, um, yeah, I guess she knew it was coming. But we didn't know. Yeah. She didn't tell us. So, it caught us off guard, and based on all that, I got mad at my dad. I, yeah, I was yeah, mad at him. Yeah, because it's maddening. It, it was it was it's seventeen maddening. years. Yeah, that he never drank. Yeah, seventeen years. Ever since I was, you know, ever since I was born, he left it like two years before. Um. Yeah. So you didn't know him as an alcoholic. As or an as alcoholic, yeah. yes, I never grew up with that. Until this happened. Yeah. Then that's when I got mad because it's like, there's other ways to cure this, like, or to cope with it. Not cure because nothing cures it. But like to cope with it, like, that's not the right way. So you were, again, more grown up. Yes. Um, At that point, I had already visioned life differently because I had graduated from high school. So my my perspective was different because... I was able to get alcohol, like get the alcohol as an exit and leave it due to my distractions that I had and other purposes or my purpose that I had in life. My goal set, yeah. which was graduating high school. Yeah. Um, But I didn't have alcohol when I was in high school to after, but that was my goal then. And he was drinking then. So then I was like, no, there's other ways. Like, you can go on walks because I would go on runs, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just telling him to walk, you know? like. Plus, you said he had diabetes, so that would help. and I knew it was bad for him. Right. So then from there, I graduated, and it didn't stop. And and he's living with your sister and stuff. Yes. And that's when... I got dog. You're like, fine then. I'll drink. (laughs) But no, it's not an excuse where he was a model. 
No, it's not that. That was not the excuse. Um, the ex- my excuse was I'm hurting too. Yeah, I'm hurting too, and this helps it. This numbs it. This makes me forget, but only for a little bit. Right, right. It only helps for a little bit, <laughs> and then it makes me crazy. Then, uh-huh. <laughs> so then, from there, I would come home, and there's kids at the house. Yeah. And they told me, why are you drinking Totally. Now? So when they asked me that, it just snapped to me. And I said, this is not good. Because I don't want them to look at me that way. Yeah. You understand me? And your dad was just too far in his own misery to think yes. the same way. Yeah. So I stopped talking to him for two years. I didn't see him for two years. That's when you went out of state. That's when I went out of state. Then I came back for a year. But I didn't find myself here anymore. Like, oh, I don't belong here. Yeah. So now... I went back, went back to construction. Then I stayed there for two years more. Then I came back permanently now. <sighs> and here I am now at Stony Point. Ah! This was my play to this was my place to go to because Miss Jane and Miss Monica's here. Yeah. And they have always been my number one on they've we've always kept communication. Me and Miss Jay always kept communication and um I caught back up with Miss Monica when I got here. Mind you, I never forgot about her, you know? Right, Because right. she was always, she's been there since day one, you know? And she welcomes me as Miss J. Um, they just know A through Z on me, you know? They, right. They know me. So this was my place to come to. And I said, I don't have nothing else to do, you know? Put so, me to work. <laughs> like, I no, am yours. Like, I have, I have, I have, um nowhere else to go you know yeah. not nowhere else to go but i'd rather be here than doing stuff outside that i'm not supposed to do uh-huh so now i'm here on um, monday through friday <laughs> and um um i'm here like helping out on whatever they need like it's just i will be immensely thankful and there was there would be no way to repay them for what they have helped me on. Yeah, but the repayment is seeing you do well. Yes. Like, that is the... Well, I don't know if that's enough, but... Oh, it absolutely um, is. I do it. In my, we all do it. Yeah. In my head, um, there's no way to rethink that. And... Um, I mean, a couple of times you can bring them, like, Trader Joe's or Starbucks, but, you know... <laughs> pretty sure they'll love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's... Like, well, and keep engaging too when you when you're like college is gonna mind be a you um, when I when I got here, they told me so. Oh, so what are you gonna do now? I was like, work. All I'm gonna do is work because I started loving the money. You know, I was working in construction. It was uh-huh. it was good. You know, but they're like, um, you're not thinking to go back to school. I said, nah, school's not for me. And then I got that extra little motivation that um, they talked to me and they they made me realize that college is important. They made me realize and they motivated me and they pushed me a little. They pushed me to enroll. And I have enrolled and I am enrolled for winter of coming up 2023 um, no well this winter yeah um yeah 2023 and um i know it starts january 9th yeah <laughs> um no, no I start it starts the on the third 
Well, some classes start on the fifth. Yeah. yeah. You start on Wednesday? I start on the fifth. Okay. You're so, right. You're right. Absolutely. I have a st- Do you remember Sway? Yes. She's starting on that day, too. Oh, really? And she's staying with me, but she's going to Valley. Oh, wow. That's good. So then I enrolled um, to Administration of Justice. Okay. They were there through the whole process. Miss Monica, Miss Monica guided me mm-hmm. through. And she's going my to school there too. Yeah. And she'll be. Through my application. Cheering um, you on. It should be free yes. also. Yes. Good. It, um, and you'll get the Pell Grant and money to like live a little bit. Hopefully, yeah. You will. Um, you will. I applied for FAFSA, but Miss um, Monica and Miss Jay have been helping me through this whole process. Good. Um, they're really happy for me. I am too. Which motivates me and posts me. I like, am totally. Right, like, like, it's documented this. here. You are going to get a college degree. Yes, I am. You said it on and Immersed it, in Art. <laughs> and mind you, like, this this wasn't my goal. Right. But It was not in your view. They they changed my perspective into a positive perspective, you know? And, yeah. And... and and I'm very thankful, like... Like, Debbie. look what you're going to be able to bring to the world. Yeah. And, and... Like, work is work, but but you being an educated human is going to change your whole family dynamic. Yes. Your whole family. It's, yes, because it's a I statistical be truth. One. Yeah. I was the first one to graduate high school. I, three times I've had full body goosebumps over here. <laughs> I was the first time... Uh, I'm going to be the first one to... It's for Going your nephews college. and your nieces. Yeah, and that was a fr- yeah. It is. They're watching to look. Yeah, because yeah. my nephew said, "Like you're not going to college," and I was like, "You never know that." You know who said that? My nephew. Yeah, he's like, "You're not going to college." Like, you're not in college, but he doesn't know I enrolled. How old is he now? Fourteen. Perfect. Yeah, he's that's 14. the time that they can go awry or. Yeah, because that's when you decided I don't need to go to college because people in front of me are. Exactly. So then here, here I am, and um, are you still living with them? Yes. Thanks. Let them see you study. Oh, of course. Because that studying is is the thing that gets missed in high school, and if they learn how to study in high school, their their road will be that much easier. Oh yeah. You know. Totally. And um, even though your hard road is hard one and got you here in a way that you'll probably do better in college than you would have had you. But mind you, um, I wouldn't be who I am today with those. No, with exactly. Exactly. Well, and and everybody I, falls. I, I, I started I started and I'm thankful that I hang around who i hanged around with at that time because everything started there right and now the I, bad I, I people start, you meet yes yeah i start college i enrolled for administration of justice now yeah and new opportunities are are coming my way thanks to Ms. monica miss jepson and everybody that was there to help me out when in my high school year you understand because they gave me that push i needed and in thanks to them I am here. Right. I am here at Stoining Point. Like, thanks to them, I'm here. I I enrolled. Um, they made me realize that life can be better than 
what I thought it was. Right. Um, they made me realize that um, I'm capable of doing things I never thought I would if I put my mind into it. And, and, and thanks to them, I'm here. Did you, when you were little, or any time in your life, think about greatness for you? Like, have you ever had the glimmers of who you thought you were? At a point, yeah. At a point, I was fine with myself. Like, okay, this is me. So what? But that changed. Yeah. yeah. You've seen a different you. Yes. I see a better me. Uh-huh. And I see myself as having a purpose now. A, like, entirely different. Yes. Whoa. Yes. Whoa. Does, is, is it aligned at home? Like, do you think your home life will be aligned with you being great? Yes, because whatever great accomplishment I have, uh-huh. I'm dragging them with me. <laughs> and they're not getting in the way and they're not trying to take you down with it. No, not at all. My sister's very happy for me. Uh-huh. Um, my niece is here with me at Stony Point because she comes oh, to Stony Point. That's right. The yeah, one you so kicked it. Kicked, kicked, kicked your little butt. Yeah. Did she come here because from the beginning or did she end up here? Um, she didn't like the school she was going to. She's very antisocial. Okay. She didn't feel comfortable. Okay. But here we go again. Yeah. Well, you know that this is a path this is a, this towards is a success path for her. If and, she wants. And she has told me she feels comfortable. She has told me that. She likes the school because of the staff here. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You know, she is comfortable and, and she's happy that who her principal is. And I was like, girl, best believe I am, too. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you're in good hands. Nice. I was like, you're in good hands. All these teachers. But I'm going to be watching and I'm going to be asking. Oh, yeah. Are you done with your homework? Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I'm on top of her. I may and you know how to you know how to sense if she's lying. Yeah. Because <laughs> your mom didn't know. Right? I, I was like, you're not going to play with me because I've been through that already. I was like, you're barely going and I'm coming back already with that. So she's like, oh, God, okay. Yeah. School so. is not optional. Yeah. So now I'm here looking forward to college. Oh, amazing. And well, I will continue asking yes. how you're doing and cheering you of on. Of course. Thank you. Yeah. And, um. I'm just very thankful for It's a good road. For Miss J and Miss Miss Monica. Yeah. They've changed my life. Totally. Honestly, they have. Yeah. And uh, and it's I will be Well, we need willing participants when we're trying to help people. Yes. And it, it just if doesn't you, take one person. Well and but what I mean by that is you have to do the things. And you were open and willing to do that. Yes. Like, it's impossible to change. We we break our hearts all day long with people who aren't helping themselves yes. when we're offering. And so that is But you know what? Even the though gift. they don't help out, there's a point where they there's realize. Something, there's something that's happening. Yes. <laughs> Thank I, you I, for I'm, saying I'm, that. I'm still, I'm still like, okay, they're, they don't want to do it right now. But they're gonna realize. Yeah. It, like I'm not. Gonna Is that because you kn- you were that? Yeah. I was that. Ah! 
I, I was there. So keep going. You should be cheering us on. <laughs> like, should we keep going? Is this good? We're, yeah. we're doing okay. Right, yeah. <laughs> and, and I feel like if students, I and I love how students here, like, if they don't have hope, you guys have hope. Yeah. Because you guys know. Yeah. And you guys know what each one of these students are capable of. Totally. Especially you, you have worked with them. Miss J, Miss Monica, you guys work with them. You guys conversate with them daily. Um, yeah. And it's like, you guys know them. You guys know you guys know what they're capable of, and, and you guys give them that push. And when they realize it, they're proud of themselves, which most motivates them to keep on doing it. Right. And, 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 and like you said, it stays with you whether you get it at that moment or not. Yes. You know what it I mean? Stays with like, you at some point. Like you'll turn and go like, I remember them telling me this and, and shit. And yeah, you turn back and it's like, that's what they were trying me ah! to do. That's what they were trying <laughs> to let me know. But now I'm here and I realize that at least I'm happy I realized it, you know? But, you know, that I feel like that's how it is. Yeah. Because I was there at some point, you know? And, and now my mindset is totally different. Now it's like, go for it. Go for it. You know? Because I have, I have, I have people supporting that are behind me yeah that are supporting me that are pushing me yeah yeah so i feel like this time that i came back yeah was the right time yeah i came back at the right time i feel right you're following your instincts yes i'm very happy um they see me very happy um it's not like how they would see me before Uh now they see me as a changed person like they see me happy not changed like Oh, like wow! Like she changed, like but like changed in a more in a more like emotional way, where I'm happy, and and this is my comfort zone. Like where they're at is my comfort zone. Uh huh. Like where that's why I'm here at Sony, because this is my comfort zone. They make me comfortable. Yes, like like they give me a purpose. I think you're capable of being comfortable now too, like. The, the the caution is to stay somewhere and think that only there is the place where you're going to thrive. And being a thriving person is what they what you've developed yourself into. Yes. And here is a is a place where that flourishes, but it isn't the only place that you will flourish in. Yeah. It's just the environment that that probably reflects best your your true self and yes. your greatness, and so you feel very alive here. I sure do. And the 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 thing to understand is that yes, it's that combination, but it's because of who you are now, and bring that who you are now everywhere you go. And start recognizing where else you feel comfortable and where else you feel like reflected back and and so that you can keep moving in the world rather than, you know, like kind of incubate or isolate only in places that feel comfortable. Yeah, like I it's not like if I was like isolating myself, but um, like. I'm able. I'm. I can move forward. I can. Good. But there's well, there's no buts. I mean, <laughs> I can and move, I, I can move forward. But there's also 
the fact that I would always come home, like I would always come to a place that feels like home. Nice. You know? Yeah. I would always, I would always come back to a place where it feels like home. You're going to seek that. Yeah. And, and, and then when you have children, you'll create that. And yes. yeah. And yes. I'm not assuming you and, and have to have children. I'm just saying. I just, I just had, I just had so many amazing human beings around me, you know? Um, another one was Miss Darling. Yeah. She, God, that woman has, I, I make her life miserable, but she's still there hanging in. Not miserable, but just, you know, I'm playing around with her. And she also knows me. She, she knows me well. And um, we lost communication when I left. But um, now that I'm here at Stony Point, over here, yeah, she's over here now. So it's all right. Like we all come, we all coming together now, and good, and that makes me feel more comfortable and and supported. And yes, yeah. supportive and like happy. Like this is the right place. Like, like I, I'm here for a reason. I'm here again for a reason, and and I'll always be here. And and when they need me, I'll, I'll you know definitely be here. But wherever they are, is <laughs> you're like I'm coming. Yeah, <laughs> there's like, some shady I'm, coming I'm, with yep, you. <laughs> I'm coming, you know. Yay! And, but all right, they, I'm very thankful. <laughs> I, I'm immensely, I'm, I'm immensely thankful. Yay! I, it's just like they changed my life, and thanks to them, I'm where I am right now. Started I'm, from I'm the enrolled. Bottom, now you're here. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm enrolled in college and. Moving forward on that road. I love it. Good yeah. job. And I've been through hell and back, through hell of adversity, you know. I was raised around um, the wrong neighborhoods as well, you know. And I've tried different things. Um, and I also tried alcohol. And it's like, you can overcome everything. Yeah. She's talking only, to her dad right now. Only, in her, in her head. Oh, only, only if you really want to. Yeah. And that's it's and, tricky, and you have to have the right people around you. Yeah, just like I did. Yeah, it's sometimes hard, but I hit the right spot when I needed to hit it. I'm so glad. Yeah, I'm so glad. Started at winning, <laughs> I wouldn't, but now I'm here at Stony Point. Now we're here. Yep. That's so good. I'm just thankful that, and and I'm thankful the lot of the way my life has gone, because yeah, it's, it's, like look at you. Yeah. You're like, I would not be this me. Yeah, I would not be this me, but I am now, and here we are. Going on to the next chapter. Yay! And that is your story from school. Yeah. All right. Well, in um, a few years, we'll come back and get your college story. Oh, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. I love it. For sure, I'll give you my college story. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yes. it's a great story. Thank you. And now that I'm here, I want to thank Miss Jay. Exactly. Miss Darling Yay. and Miss Monica. Yay. Thank you. And Miss Young. Thank you. <laughs> Boom. Okay. Bye. Hey, guys. I'm so glad you listened to Immersed in Art. We really want you to know how valuable your stories are and would love to hear them. So please let us know. Hit us up on any of the socials or uh, you can email us at graffiti at gmail and just let us know and we'll get you on the phone or in person when we can and grab your stories. Um, anything from stories from the streets, stories from school, 
If you're a mentor or a master, tell us how you do it. Or a this or that story, what happens when you make art and what happens when you're told that you can't. Uh, I want to let you guys know that we got a wonderful grant. And so we're kind of sponsored for 2021 by the Water Buffalo Kids, a wonderful organization in Los Angeles who helps nonprofits like us who help underserved communities and young people in all facets. And they also helped us get a grant from City National Bank. Shout out to City National. So we officially have two sponsors for this podcast, and we are very grateful for that. Your stories are important, and we want to share them with the world. Take charge this year, and yeah, let's make some art. Change some lives.